Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? Episode number 58 of Timberwolves Explosion. Oh, yep, and we're ready to rock and roll today, talk some basketball. The forecaster has joined the show. This is the big one you've all been waiting for. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals. Lakers, Celtics, old school. We're going to drop the bomb on Kevin Garnett. Finally, the thing I've been you know, teasing towards the last couple weeks now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're finally going to talk about it as he is on board today. <laughs> and uh, from LeBron James, a little bit of talk with Tom Izzo. Yeah, that should be good stuff. But, yep, Timberwolves Explosions available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. We're also on Timberwolves Press. We post on there. Hope to be more active on that in the future. Uh, yeah, maybe you could have a little... Uh, a little bit of writing by the forecaster someday on there, huh? What do you think? Uh, maybe, maybe. That would be, oh, that'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. So, yeah, we're also going to get into free agency and uh, the draft. Yeah, a little drafting, a little, yeah, I got a little prediction on that, by the way. I, I better shut up before I start saying what it is before it's time. <laughs> so, uh, that's the bit. That's the bit, folks. That's what we're going to talk about today. Lots of the Wolves wrap-up. Uh, we're going to get to your posts on the Facebook page. Lots of fun. Most valuable player, the oxymoron of all time, huh? Most valuable player, the Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love that. <sighs> Kobe Bryant looked a little tough early on mm. in the finals. Yeah, okay. Even though I don't really like Kobe mm-hmm. as a person, mm-hmm. I gotta admit that he is the MVP. Right now, yeah, I mean, he's the best player in the league right now. Yeah. And I hate saying it, too, especially being we like the Celtics. That's probably our second favorite team. Yeah. yeah. Second favorite team. And, yep. I know a lot of, you know, parts of your family are Laker fans. Most of us are most of us are Celtics fans. We're all yeah. hanging our heads when the <laughs> Kobe Bryant hit that stupid shot on Grant Hill. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, hard. That was hard to swallow. That, that really was. Yeah, even though... Mm-hmm. I don't want the Lakers suing. At the end of the day, you just can't deny how good Kobe is. Yeah, he right now, he's the closest thing to Jordan, isn't he? Yeah, he's the closest thing to Jordan, and that I hate saying that because you just love how Kobe Bryant. You know, <laughs> he'll deny it till he's blue in the face, but he copies Michael Jordan a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, like his facial, you know, facial expressions, his. <laughs> like he does his eyebrows. Yep, the fadeaway. <laughs> The facial expressions are the best, though. Right? Well, he's he's gotten a little better about that, hasn't he? A little bit, but not. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's created his own with like the uh, the thing he does with his uh, with his lower jaw. Mm-hmm. He's kind of got. Yeah, he does have that. He does have that, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, so that's something new. That's something new. He thinks he's. He probably thinks he's Bill Cower now I with mean, the lower jaw. You see the bottom row of teeth in he means business. That is true. I remember that. Me that is true. Me, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wish we had a camera for that. Yeah, but he just, uh, I can't, explain, <laughs> can't explain it, but um, uh, that's one of those things. Kobe Bryant, it's like, what can you say? The Celtics kicked butt on the Magic. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I mean, I mean, do you like the Magic at all? No, I, I, think, uh, I, I think Howard is uh, overrated. I do, too. Superman. Yeah, he's someone who I would want on my team, but not to build around. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah, he's not. I don't think th- there's like what are there like four super maybe maybe four 
legit championship franchise type players in the league, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I probably should be really careful saying championship, shouldn't I? Like, really careful. Like, LeBron's, you, you think of him as that, but is he? I don't think so. Yeah, at least not yet, you know. Because Kobe, maybe you would hold back on that because Shaq was still there. Obviously, I was, you know, I think we both liked Shaq a lot more than Kobe when they were together. Yeah, but I think Dwight, I mean, as soon, honestly, as soon as I saw his little bit with uh, Clark oh. Kent, oh. you know, him interviewing himself, <laughs> uh, you know, I couldn't take him seriously after that. And if I was in a playoff situation and I was on his team and I saw that, I wouldn't know what to think about that. That's yeah, because it, for one, it's taking himself way too seriously. Yeah, you, you're so important. You got to interview yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, it was that, and it was like there's uh, a time and a place to be funny. Yeah, you know. And that was what was that? Was that the conference finals or the semi? I I can't remember now. I think it was conference, wasn't it? It was right. God. Because I know the first two rounds, they just whipped through everybody, and it was, like, boring. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't even bother even checking those games out. Yeah, me neither. The first two rounds, we didn't even – I didn't even uh, – there was, like, nothing to watch. It was, like, 30-point th- uh, games one way or the other, you know. One of the close series – well, series that went to it was at a sixth game. That's right, sixth game with the Bucks and Hawks. And uh, – <laughs> but every game in that series was a blowout, even though it was a different team winning. That was yeah. crazy. I mean, I bet, yeah, it, it's like he's fooling himself. I don't know. I, and for the whole Superman thing, <laughs> I hate even calling him that. Oh, yeah. Because I think that Shaq is the original Superman. I do, yeah. The Man of Steel. Yeah. The Man of Steel. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things I can never disagree with, that, that he's the real Superman. He's, he's done the Steel movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I mean, the tattoo... You know, mm-hmm. it's, That's just part it's of on it. his yeah. car. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it's something that just came up like a year before Howard came into the NBA. He's been, you know, uh, Superman. Yeah, he's been Superman at least 15 years before. And the funny part is really when we call Dwight Howard Superman, we're just being sarcastic, really. Yeah. That's really what we're being, yeah. to be honest. Like, we're like, well, you know, call yeah, Jordan over there in the Lakers, you know. That guy too. Yeah, but when you're going into the uh, to the playoffs, you need a whole different type of mindset. He was just being way too goofy, you know. Then smiling all throughout the games and stuff, and you know he showed more more of a uh, a leader type role towards the end. But by then it was too late. Yeah, because by the point the point where the magic started to take things seriously, it seemed like, or they started to realize. They started to realize something. I don't even know what they're realizing at that point. It was when they were down 3-0 to Boston. Yeah, it was, <laughs> like, yeah, it was a little too little too late. Yeah, Vince Carter looks like he's dead. That was a what, – what a drop-off. What a difference a year makes, huh? Yeah, uh, I know Carter. Dwight was probably – he probably got wow. mad because he figured that uh, he can't do another uh, halftime interview uh, dressed as Lois Lane. <laughs> oh, wait, who was that? Wait, who was that again? I'm, I'm... – <laughs> huh? uh, Superman's uh, uh, Clark Kent work with uh, Lois Lane. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like all. Put the whole I'm sorry. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, that that. Yeah, you're right. I'm all like, oh my god. At first, I wasn't sure what. Oh, yeah. 
That's pushing it over the. That's way pushing yeah, over I the top, he isn't it? Done that. Help, Superman! Help me with the, uh, the long wig and stuff. That's bad, isn't it? That's how bad it is. <laughs> uh, it's like thank God it's not um, magic in L.A. again. That was too easy. I mean, you know, I committed the cardinal sin as you know as obviously Boston. I know this is Timberwolves explosion, but Boston's probably both of our second favorite team, right? Yeah, safe to say. Yeah, and not because Kevin Garnett's there, at least not in my part. Well, for me, <laughs> but, it's uh, because of. Uh, uh, Ray Allen. Yeah. Ray Allen, the former Bucks. You're a, you're a Wisconsinite. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wisconsinite by, by nature. Yeah, I had to follow Ray. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he is just, you know, I mean, you love you personally love the three-point shot. Yeah. And uh, that's what Ray Allen is. He is the ultimate catch-and-shoot and, and fills that role perfectly for the Celtics. And, um, well, for one game. Mm-hmm. At least for, <laughs> at least for one <laughs> at least game. For is, one game. So now, yep, perfect segue to the finals. That was a good job there. And, uh, yeah, game one. Yeah, game one happened, and it it just happened. That's it. It was, like, unwatchable, really. Like, what did Boston do? They just stood there, shot the ball, and missed. <laughs> it was pathetic, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they were just, uh, mm. I think they lost their first game on purpose. <laughs> They're trying That's to... A- they're just trying to give the Lakers, uh, they're just trying to suck them in. Yeah, you know, false insecurity, then come back and uh, destroy them with a barrage of threes. That could be, at least that's how game two was. I mean, that's the funny part. I mean, they're, they're, they're just trying to, they're just trying to treat the Lakers like maybe they're the frog in the kettle where you have it on, you know, it's just slowly warming up, right? Yeah. And then eventually, oh, it's too hot and the frog's dead. That's, <laughs> no, that's what, that's what we wish, right? But. This. I mean, coming in, I I I never saw the Lakers winning at all. I don't. I, for me, if the Lakers would have made a move uh, midseason to get a better point guard, mm-hmm. that oh can, my god, that, that can shoot other mm-hmm. than uh, open mm-hmm. three point shot, like Fisher. Yep. Yeah, I think Fisher is, is holding them, holding them down. I don't know what's going on with uh, Phil and Fisher, what they got going behind the scenes to get Fisher that amount of time. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, if the Lakers needed a, uh, a shooting point guard, and the yeah, the funny part about the whole thing is, see, Fisher can shoot in the final five minutes of a game, but yeah. you got the whole other rest of the game to play. Um, his defense, yeah, obviously his defense has gone down the toilet yeah. over the years. Like he's a guy who got old really quick, that's for sure. Yeah, a lot like a lot of the Celtics this past year, but. At least they at least they hit the fountain of youth coming into the postseason. Yeah, it's just. Mm. I mean, I have to admit, the last game he did, he he made some decent shots. But it's weird how, like fans, some Lakers fans, in the media, completely forget that throughout the game he's been making bad fouls. Derek Fisher. Yeah, yeah, it's... making bad fouls. You know, some turnovers. Ooh. And then he Ooh, makes a supposedly yep. clutch shot. Yeah. Well, most of the shots, he's wide open. That is that is one thing a lot of people do miss, and that, that opens the can of worms with Fisher. That really does. And obviously, we saw what Rondo did uh, when he was guarded. He just kind of snuck up behind Derek Fisher, took the ball out of his hands, and uh, that was beautiful in game two. Yeah. That was when things kind of turned the turned the tide. Yeah, that was the one of the peaks for the Celtics. This has been a peak in Valley Series for the most part especially in their field goal percentage. That's for sure. The drop-off in Game 3 for the Celtics. But, uh, 
You know, that opens a can of worms, though, when you mentioned the, the fouls of Derek Fisher. Yeah. Here's one thing I just uh, have to mention. I know you're going to probably want to comment on it, too, is the charges, ha- the charges, the flopping. This is something other podcasts have finally been getting into, and I, I can't believe I didn't get into it earlier because I wanted to rant about it all year. The stupid, the all these charges where it's the whole thing about taking one for the team, it slows the game down. Every time somebody penetrates to the basket, there's always the there's always a whistle up, offensive foul. It's yeah. it's like you can't even penetrate anymore without getting some cheap charge call. The last game, I loved it when the refs uh, then didn't use the whistle. They so you got Fisher mm-hmm. there flopping while they're going on to running down the other end scoring. You know, you're sitting Finally. there complaining, you know, flopping. Mm-hmm. It's so a, I love it when the flop doesn't work. Oh, God, yes. Because it, it, it ruins the game. I mean, is, yeah. is there any doubt it doesn't ruin I mean, is there any doubt that it ruins the game? Yeah. I mean, you, I can't and you have, uh, players <clears throat> like uh, Karolinko. Oh. Uh, Overjaw is making a living off of it. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a YouTube on there. There's a YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> in the Celtics series. That was... <laughs> That was bad. That was so bad. Yeah. And what did that, that? He got hit in the. He got hit somewhere, didn't he? Yeah, by uh, Rondo. He got hit down low. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. He got. Yeah, it was. A, it was a low inside pitch by uh, Rondo. It was, a, it was a fast ball there. That, yeah, I think. <laughs> I think I've. I think I've already gone down the gutter a little bit there, but that's okay. That could be a lot worse, huh? Oh man, I mean the series. It's been. Uh, it's funny because in one way it feels like ah oh, the Celtics, the Celtics just aren't the same team. They're probably going to lose this series. But the funny part is a lot of people probably saw this, or a lot of us going in that believed the Celtics were going to win this in maybe six, which is probably a lot safer bet than seven, because game seven on the road is uh, in the championships game literally, almost never happens. I mean you have to be from Pittsburgh to do it. Pittsburgh Penguins and Pittsburgh Pirates are the last two. Uh, major franchises to win a championship game seven on the road. Pretty crazy. <laughs> last The last one was obviously last year in hockey. Before that, the 79 Pittsburgh Pirates. So, yeah, the Celtics have that going against them, unfortunately, if they go to seven. Um, but if anybody can beat the L.A. Lakers in their house, it's the Boston Celtics, and that's yeah. it. Isn't it, though? Yeah. It is. I mean, could the Magic do it? For the only way you know? the Lakers could... Possibly win as if somehow Bynum doesn't fall out. Mm-hmm. He plays like he's uh, supposed to. Um, if Odom has to show up and be play at an All Star level, mm-hmm. um, Farmer has to produce. He he has to. I mean, there's that's the thing with the Lakers again. Depth. That's one thing we both like to yeah. get into all the time is depth. And I never understood why people say. Like they will have, they'll, they'll say that the Lakers have the best bench. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. Which is no. Yeah, yeah, everyone no. knows what they're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, is no, they don't have the best bench. Mm-mm. I, I just never, never believe that. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. I mean, they have a. They obviously it's their glitzy starting lineup, which is the thing, and yeah, obviously the one. Well, before I change the subject and screw everything up here for us is uh you know, Vujicic obviously is a guy that drives all of us nuts. And that's one thing, you know. Yeah. I love some of the comments on that ESPN uh, NBA podcast. It's pretty funny what the guy said about him. He talked about him. Vujicic is the kind of guy that, like, if, you know, like you're a group of buddies, 
He's the kind of guy we all get pizza. Oh, and then he's like, oh, at the last second when the you know time to pay for it. Oh, I forgot to get. You know, I don't have any money on me. <laughs> it was so funny when he said that. And yeah, Vujicic does seem that kind of guy, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Where he would just kind of stiff his his buddies. You know, that was a great comment by uh, Ryan Rossillo. Is his name? So yeah, you're actually hearing that first right there. That was a that was classic when he said that. Is, uh, I know Ozzy Wolf out there listens to that show. Is I, I remember him mentioning that on the, the Facebook group. Yeah. Which we're proud members of. So, yeah. yeah. The best the best one coming off, the best bench player they have is Odom. Other than that, I mean, I mean, just compared to, like, the Magic. You can't say that. Even uh, the Magic, yeah. Even Shannon's the Magic. better than uh, Riddick mm-hmm. or. Yeah, it's just Chuck's, or Farmer is even better than J- uh, Jason Williams. White yeah. chocolate, even white chocolate's better than Farmer, I think. Yeah, but Farmer's from Los Angeles. He has to be good because he's from. He came from UCLA, so he has to be good, right? Yeah, what Luke is better than uh, Peaches? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's a, that's a joke, isn't it? Yeah, it's a joke. I can't even. You know, Petrus. And, you know, he helped. He's the one that actually helped the Magic kind of get back into it, other than Howard and his nice defense last last finals. Yeah. You know, like Semi get back into it. That game three heroics and the game, game four, which uh, almost beat the Lakers, but of course our hero, Derek Fisher, saved the day for them in that one. <laughs> Lefty Fisher. I don't believe that the Lakers would have made it this far if it wasn't for uh, Gasol's tip in. Yeah. Oh, well, um,. That was in that. Uh, that was way back in the Thunder series. Yeah, yeah. I don't think oh, they would. They would. I don't think they would have beat the Thunder. Honestly, that's the amazing part. They could have lost to them. That that that's a legitimate argument you you could come up with. Yeah, if the Thunder had a decent center, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think there would be any question. Because you figure, like they weren't even really producing. Like Green wasn't making his shots. Durant wasn't really making most of his shots that he usually makes during the season. Yeah. Even Westbrook, you know, he was good, but not, you know, his shots weren't, uh, his shots weren't really falling. And he's, he's still like, like me and your cousin were talking about last night a little bit. Uh, his shot, he's finding his shot, but he's not, it's not all the way there yet. It's just, you know, it's, it's coming there. Yeah. And I've been saying, you know, way too much, haven't I? I got to cut that out, huh? (laughs) I'm starting to sound like Denard Spann on the Twins, who you know, you know, he you know he hit the ball good, you know, and uh, caught the ball, you know. Okay, sorry. And I think that if if you have to send Kobe to guard the opposing team's point guard, that, that's that's a problem. That's it, a problem. It, it it makes things interesting, that's for sure. Because obviously, if uh, if you do that, all of a sudden Ray Allen's going to go off. Yeah. Because all, all uh, Rondo has to do is penetrate, and then all of a sudden, there's Ray Allen for the spot up three. But then the question is, is he? Uh, that's what I. Uh, I mean, every, the hard part every with Ray team that's <laughs> in the playoffs had a point guard that can score and who's fast. Mm-hmm. And now you have a situation where you got to tell Kobe, okay, well we need you to guard the point guard because Fisher can't do it. Mm-hmm. Fisher can't do it. No, yeah. and 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 he Kobe cannot. To guard the point guard. Fisher cannot do it. He's in a walker right now defensively. Yeah, he's got the walker out, and it's obviously. Hey, Fisher, sure, he's a gutty guy. He loves the game. 
and all that. But uh, again, it's like we get bored of hearing that all the time too. Yeah, I mean the stuff he has to say to keep the team together, he he can do that on the bench. He sure. He could, and I. By the way, speaking of that, I'll just say this super quick. I wouldn't be surprised if he's an assistant coach when he's done. Yeah, everything he's he's doing, all the stuff to get the team together to jail, uh, he can say everything from the bench and not take up a roster spot. Mm-hmm. But then, then again, it's his clutch shooting that's kept him going. I guess. I mean, he's kind of their Ori, I guess now, the new Ori. Yeah, but my whole thing is. His, it wouldn't have to be so clutch if he didn't cause them to lose so many points by... <laughs> Defensively? Turning, yeah, yeah. And the turnovers, yeah. Yeah, the turnovers. I mean, they wouldn't be in a situation where he he's, has to be so clutch mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah, that's a really good point now that I think about that. That is a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah put me in a box there. You put me in a box. Look at you. <laughs> Oh no! That's yeah, a like, oh, you're clutch Fisher. Well, uh, you just gave up ten points. So you know. yeah, it 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 comes back full circle, and that's that's for that's for sure. So, uh, what's your gut feeling? Do you still think the Celtics pull this out in six, or maybe even the they actually go into Los Angeles and pull no, out Game six. Seven? I think, I think six. Uh, I think the Celtics got them. Want to play? They don't want to win championship in LA. No, that's gonna be that'll be the worst. Yeah, they don't want that. Well, because the thing is, I remember two, three, two. So it, it, game six is in LA, no matter what. Al, also, like, yeah, that's the sucky part. I wish they, I wish they didn't do that for the finals. They change it, it and it makes us all confused. You know, it does. The whole playoffs they go with the the right. two, two, one, 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 and then now they switch it in the finals. It's like kind of weird, but I guess they've been doing that since Chuck's eighty-five. Believe it or not. We've been doing that for a while now, believe it or not. It yeah, it, it gets all of us confused because the whole playoffs are yeah, the other way, the other format. The fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really lost. Uh, I can't say I have respect in the first place, but what little respect I had for the LA fans mm-hmm. when they kept uh, chanting tacos. Yeah, that's getting that's getting kind of weird. That's pushing it down the wrong path, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of those uh, one of those paths you don't really want to go down. I think they actually did something about that. I'm not sure, but I haven't heard it recently. But the whole tacos chant. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I think the machine actually shot a three-pointer when the game was over. <laughs> Last couple of seconds, he shot the, shot the ball. Mm-hmm. But that, That's weird. That is just strange stuff. I mean, I'm not even sure where to go with that, actually, at this point. You, you kind of caught me at a blank of that one. <laughs> so uh, are you, are you ready, for me, uh, ready for me to drop the bomb? Kevin Garnett, folks, are all of you ready? Everybody ready? Marcus is all revved up. He's the only person that, uh, well, he's the only person besides me that can, uh, that already knows about it, at least. Uh, some of you out there may have seen this. It's just the thing is, you would think, if the, if anybody did see this, you'd hear about it somewhere. A, a message board, maybe KFAN or something. They'd Somebody would rant about it maybe for a day, or maybe not a whole day, but for a segment or two. But uh, <coughs> but uh, on NBA TV, so here it is, folks. NBA TV, they did, you know, they do uh, videos about teams, right? Of course, Boston fans aren't going to give a rat's ass about this because they don't care about uh, they don't care about where Kevin Garnett played. They just they're just happy he's there. So yeah, Kevin Garnett had just been acquired by the Celtics, and of course, this was uh, the first the early part of the video for the 2008 World Champion Boston Celtics. 
Kevin Garnett chooses the number five. Now, remember how I said on the previous show, it's something about Kevin Garnett's jersey. And they asked him the question. They asked him the question, so why did you choose the number five, Kevin? What was his response? With the fifth pick in the 1995 NBA draft, the Boston what? Celtics select Kevin Garnett. Oh my God! You heard that, folks. In the 1995 NBA draft, not the 2008 or 2007 draft, the 1995 NBA draft, the Boston Celtics select Kevin Garnett. This is beyond belief! Now, if there's somebody out there that can fill me in on how you're supposed to take that as a Timberwolves fan that spent thousands of dollars in season tickets, that bought his jersey that does not wear number five and does not say Boston Celtics on it. (laughs) I'm squeezing this pen right now just thinking about that. (laughs) Twelve years with the Timberwolves just went up in smoke with with this guy. It's like it, it never happened. Like, like, uh... Yeah. What do you what do you make of that? I mean, how shocked are you? Ugh. I mean, how like I'm not even saying hate the guy because at this point it's kind of like it's more or less, folks. All you out there that are Wolves fan or Celtics fans, excuse me, only because Garnett's there. Why? Why? I mean, I, I don't. I know he was done with, yeah. with the with the organization, mm-hmm. but I didn't think that we want to change rewrite the whole history to not even be here to begin with it, it just i can't put into words you know what you know i i just when i first saw that i just i i, I think yeah i believe i was uh it was one of those nights during the cleanup so i was all tired and all that stuff you know spring cleanup crap that's why i haven't been around for eight seven weeks for between these previous between the Three shows ago, we'll say, I think episode 56, I, I just jumped out of my bed going, wait, wait, I don't, ha, has anybody seen this? How come I never heard about this before? So if you hadn't heard about it, yeah, he said it, that's why he wears number five. Because the Celtics took him fifth overall in 1995, not the Timberwolves. And, and you know what, you know what's even more frustrating about that? He hadn't played a game yet for the Celtics. How does it, how, you know, there's no, there was no guarantee that was going to happen. In hindsight, sure, yeah, it happened. But <laughs> I can tell you're, you know, you're speechless right now, aren't you? It's just, and again, I'm not saying hate Kevin Garnett because he said that. It's more or less, I'm going to say this very frankly to all of you out there, get over it. For those of you that don't like the Wolves because Garnett's not there, well, he was over you the day he put on that. No, he didn't even put the jersey on the day he held the jersey in his hand. So, just that's why. I mean, in, anything else you want to say about that, or are you just kind of at a loss of words? Yes, yeah, just unbelievable. Yeah, it's like the like the like like an ex. It's like if they were to leave, and you're like, all right, well, take care. And, you know, they go and live their life and they're successful, you know, like, good for them. But to turn around and say, you know, I wish we never met, you know. Yeah. It's a different feeling. 
Yeah, the whole, it's kind of that whole, like as you were, we were talking about earlier, it's like the whole girlfriend thing, like, yeah, you know, so what if you spend all this money, so what if you spend all this money on me, yeah, you know, with the, in the Wolves case, $200 million, uh, uh, about that, it never happened. It, it's not even that they were never, it's not even that it's over, it's that it never happened. That's what hurts about it. Yeah. It hurts. I'm sure a lot of fans uh, want to see him leave. Yeah, just and get know, get his ring. Yeah, you know, just sure, kind of like, sure. All right, this relationship isn't working. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I think we should move on. You know, I want to see you do better. You know, I can't give you what you need. You know, I heard there's, there's this guy over there in Boston who can help you out. You know, yeah. <laughs> and then um, you know they leave and you're sitting there like, all right, you know, I hope they, I hope they do good. Uh, but to, for them to turn around and spit in your face. Yeah. You know. And, and it's even beyond spitting in the face. It's like the face was never there. There's, there's no face to even spit on. You don't even exist. It's, wow. And I know Shaq sort of did that to Kobe for a while. Like, when they'd ask about Kobe, he was kind of like, who? What? You know? You remember yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that I can understand more because Kobe was, you know, Kobe did everything he could to alienate Shaq. The Wolves did everything in their power. Oh, yeah, I to, can see if well, I maybe can not, see how but... he would wouldn't <laughs> like their organization. Yeah, but the the game where they came here, Boston came played the Wolves, mm-hmm. where they won by him. Excuse me, uh, stealing the ball from Telfair. Yeah, which was a foul. Mm-hmm. Stole the ball from Telfair. The act like he won you know, NBA title. Yeah, yeah, that was when we were in Boston, right? And he was holding up the the he was holding up the part of the jersey that says Celtics, and then was saying Celtics, y'all. Yeah. Which he used to say, Timberwolves, you know, yeah. Like, you know, like, like the win it all. Because mm-hmm. he beat, uh, you know, beat the Wolves. And he beat the best point guard ever in Sebastian Telfair. Yeah, fouled him. Should have been a foul call. <laughs> but. That was blatant, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, it wasn't like he was playing against Mikhail no. or anyone. Or even, let's say, uh, a guy that was his teammate, a, a guy at that level, Rajon Rondo. Yeah, I mean... That'd be a, that'd be a pretty good play, steal Miguel the ball from him. starting as a, you know, as a power forward, and Taylor wasn't a point guard. Mm-hmm. That's just, yeah. Something's just wrong, you know, because I, you know, that's where the frustration came from. That's why he made that small shot in the press conference when he was on the Celtics for the first time, when he's like, yeah, I've never gone on a cruise, because McHale was too busy on a cruise uh, during free agency to even give a damn about signing anybody. But the thing was, obviously, with the Wolves, well, funny, they're too far over the cap to sign anybody. <laughs> that yeah. was kind of an issue, too. But um, that kind of that's one of those conversations we could go on for 17 years because, oh, my God, they were all at fault. Every yeah. blank in one of them, yeah. every G-dern one of them. I'm trying not to really swear here. Yeah, it wasn't just every. McHale. Every he single made some one. Bad choices. Yeah. It was. It was. McHale and uh, and Garnett. Taylor and Garnett. Yeah, yeah. yeah. McHale and Garnett. I think are the were the root of the the whole thing because, and it's not even the fact that Garnett wanted that much money. Sure, that is part of it. Yeah, but I think that's a big part. It's a big part, uh, absolutely. But the other thing is though, what's really, really strapped the team from signing more talent. He had to get his dogs on the team. Every single one of, you know, the Joe Smiths, that's five million, five and a half. Troy Hudson, five and a half. Trenton Hassel, was it, how, how much did he get? He got five and a half. That's right. They matched the Portland offer. It was at four. So it, was, it was high. 
and it was long, which will kill any salary cap uh, situation. Um, and he, he kind of held that team hostage in a way. Like, he didn't really hold it hostage, but he kind of did. Hmm. He kind of did, you know, and uh, Cleveland obviously kind of put themselves in a similar spot the past few years. Now, the Wolves never won 60 games. Cleveland yeah. has done it three times now, haven't they? There's it twice. I Twice. Uh, but similar situation where you got to, you know, they're trying too hard to accommodate the star. That's kind of where the Wolves are at fault there. And, yeah, they're trying to accommodate, but you have to have the guts to say no about certain players. That it's not the right idea. Yeah, that's that's when McHale comes in. Yep, yep, that's definitely where McHale comes in. You know, the Anton Jameson type move. I mean, that is that is going to strap the Cavs for years. That was a that was bad. But I think if if Garnett really wanted to win, see, I was kind of, I feel I feel bad for him, but at the same time, if he really wanted to win like he says he did, yeah, he would have take he would have took a pay cut, mm-hmm. or at least well the thing, um, or yeah, when it was time to nego- you know, when it was time to negotiate a new team, at least hope to. I, the the one thing is obviously once the contract is signed, you're screwed, but. That was kind of one of the final straws when they traded Garnett. He refused to drop below the twenty million mark. Yeah, see, because that's another thing right there. The whole loyal thing. Yeah, yeah, you're loyal, but but you have two. You've already made two hundred million bucks. You're getting older. You you want to win now, but you refuse to lower the money that uh, you've not only strapped the team with, but we've strapped it with all all of your dogs, Trent and Hassel, and all those guys, which did not produce a championship caliber team yeah during that time it was like okay we're gonna give you 20 million but now we can't sign anyone can't nope and because we were giving you you know over 20 million now we have to wait it out wait it out for a yards contract oh my god yeah that's the worst one yep yep you know yeah even mad dog i mean it was small but it was long and yeah he's like a wasted roster spot really other than fouls on Shaq. That's about what he's there for. Yeah, so like, it's like, what are we supposed to do? Okay, we're going to pay you. Okay, let's say, okay, we'll give you the contract, uh, Kevin. Um, we're not going to win any any games, Mm-mm. you know, until those contracts are gone. Yeah, and then we can afford down to the give road. you some help. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, yeah, the, the contracts were way too long. All of them. Mike freaking James, that was one of the ones I remember just grabbing my throat at the time. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, he had a nice year with Toronto, but it was one year. He was 31 already, and he was talking like a maniac on the radio before we signed him, and it's like that's a bad sign when they're talking like a maniac, that they're probably some goofball that doesn't really get it. That guy was that guy's a maniac, man. As is Ricky Davis, which we know. <laughs> that's, a, that's another three-hour show where, yeah, about a year and a half ago, I exploded on the air, and that's where... Rules explosion was at its finest in a lot of ways. <laughs> so yeah, but I, I, I'm kind of wondering if he wanted to leave once he saw uh, once he saw how Brandon Roy was playing. Brandon Roy with the because yeah. that, that 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 had to hurt. If you want to win that bad, and then you're sitting next to Foy oh, when boy. Roy is over there getting Rookie of the Year. That was the yeah, that was one of the moves right there. That's uh, all time because that. That's a that's another kind of worms. Obviously, is the that's where McHale comes in is the really poor drafting, the really poor drafting. Um, 
But yeah, as we continue into, we're literally going to segue into uh, the draft, the Wolves draft now. We're actually going to cut out the LeBron part for now. Well, I'll probably throw in a little bit about it real quick. But uh, we'll kind of talk Wolves draft. We're going to continue with free agency as well. But uh, before that, we're going to take us a quick break here. As this is, you know, it's going to be a fairly long show. we got a lot to talk about. So we'll be right back right after this. And we are back on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 58, which is a reminder for iPod, Microsoft Zoom, and other MP3 player users. So, yeah, we're segueing into the draft because we started talking about the past drafts with McHale and how he, you know, helped screw up the team. We could go on with that for 55 million years. Um, I was going to talk about LeBron a teeny bit, mostly because of what Garnett said. Uh, maybe we'll jump into that in a little bit here. It's something Garnett said about LeBron and loyalty and all that, but a lot of you already kind of know about that. The other part was important <laughs> stuff that you don't know about, most of you, that didn't see that Boston Celtics video. That was about the only way you were ever going to find out about what Garnett said. So, yeah, the draft and free agency. So, uh, I guess we're going to get to the draft. Fourth overall pick. How excited are you? I'm excited, it, but it, my excitement depends on if there's going to be any trades behind it. If we get just one player out of it, I don't think that'll be enough to change to change this team. That that fourth pick, yeah, because that's a, that's exactly where I was about to head. Because here's the thing, man. I know great minds think alike. As uh, yeah, we try to get close enough to the microphone here so we don't <laughs> we're not too quiet. We apologize if there's a issue. Small uh, cramped quarters here. Uh, this is the thing. Here's my opinion on the fourth pick. The Timberwolves cannot dramatically improve or even very much improve if they stand pat. They can't do it. To me, with the fourth pick, Wesley Johnson does not change this team, does not take them to the next level. He, he's, he's a piece, but he's not that major piece. He's just not. Um, real quick also on that is, here's the thing. Now, I understand there are potential diamonds in the rough. Now, before I try to make you lose your train of thought here, <laughs> I'm almost re- ready to, get, to stop babbling. But uh, here's the important part, though, about that. I know there are potential gems at this point. There's probably at least two or three guys that could become franchise changers. Maybe Greg Monroe. Maybe. Maybe. But it's just a maybe, of course. And the million-dollar question is, though, is this Timberwolves franchise capable of finding that player? Are they? What do you think? No, I don't think so. I mean, I know it's a new regime with with uh, Khan and all that stuff, but Johnny Flynn. And I know I'm as guilty as uh, David Khan last year with taking Johnny Flynn. He's he's not he's just he's not that player. He's just not. And I, I it hurts saying it because how much I really liked Flynn coming in. Mm. I think we both did really. Yeah, I liked him too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, overall, what what do you think the Wolves need to do here coming in with that fourth pick? How about that? That's... Yeah. For that trade down, that, that Randolph thing, that's one thing, you know, that we could get into right here, too. Yep. Yeah. Randolph. Yeah, I heard about that, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, I think the Wizards are saying that 
that trade's that's just a rumor. But if that is true, I'm not sure if I would want to give up love for Randolph. Would that? Oh yeah, that'd be that. That'd be one of the other scenarios. Yeah, that'd be the straight up uh, deal with uh, you. Just get Randolph. You mean? Yeah, I mean if, there's, there's if that one too. Yeah, yep. if we're trading for Randolph, I, I we shouldn't give up the pick. The you don't want to go fourth? Mm-hmm. No. Because that's the one thing. Yeah, you'd be giving up four, and uh, yeah, you'd be giving up the four, maybe, and probably another piece if I prefer the financial purpose, I believe. And uh, and uh, yeah, you'd be getting back the sixth pick and Randolph. Now, that might mean they're targeting a guy like Greg Monroe, maybe like uh, I was mentioning, a possible gem that could be a f- franchise player. But again, that's always a complete maybe. <laughs> and Monroe and. Uh, Randolph are probably too similar as well, aren't Like, wouldn't you say? They're yeah. kind of athletic power forward types. Yeah. Or semi-athletic, I guess, in uh, Monroe's part. He, he's more just kind of a, an intangibles guy, really, at this point in his uh, very young career. I mean, the fourth pick. I mean, do you think do you think Wesley Johnson could really be a uh, huge improvement for this team? Well, I wouldn't want to take, I wouldn't want to take him at, at, at the fourth pick. I would take, I would take Cousins at the fourth. Mm-hmm. Make some type of trade for Randolph and and Johnson with uh, the Warriors pick. But the chances of, I'm not sure if the Kings will pass up on him though. On on Johnson, yeah, that yeah. that's the other thing that comes back. Uh, if you want to get Johnson as a piece, because I know people do bring that up, you know, and, and that, I mean they they bring it up about Johnson being there, but. As you wisely said right there, that's the one thing I would come back. Yeah, that's one thing I'd come back with as well. Are you really convinced Johnson's going to be there at sixth? I mean, that's there's there's no guarantee of that. That's for sure. Yeah, I know because this draft is just stacked with uh, centers and power forwards. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why we would. I mean, I like I like Randolph, and I know he's athletic, but there's so many in this draft right now that you can just pick them. The what the our late pick. One of the sixteenth pick, we can get a, get a you know, you can get your center there. Yeah, you potentially can, and and of course, uh, David Kahn also mentioned that after like early early part of the draft, it's absolutely stacked with wings. So if you potentially pass on Johnson early, maybe you can get the wing later as well. I mean, there's so many different possibilities. Maybe if you go with the Demarcus Cousins move with number four, could get it could get interesting. I mean, that's another one of those. Uh, Risky picks. As, uh, uh-oh, hopefully Mark's going to make it there, uh, Mr. Forecaster there. No. <laughs> it's been a rough been a rough ride with the, the cough there. But uh, <laughs> um, DeMarcus Cousins, though, is he the – could could he potentially be that franchise-changing center? It, it, you hear so many different opinions on that guy. Yeah, hearing about his, uh, his weight problems, his uh... – his, his uh, attitude. The attitude's a big thing, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if that's blown out or if he'll grow past that. Mm-hmm. Or his refusal to do any type of weightlifting. That's weird, isn't it? Isn't that weird? Man, I know as he plays through the NBA, he'll lose weight naturally. Yeah. But you've got to gain you some do. type of muscle. And obviously for that position, it's it's muscles what it's all about for that yeah. position. It, it, it just is. When you can't have the same built that the guys had in the 80s where they could get away with that. They were more square shoulders, you know, 
chicken wing arms back in the 80s, but it's just that's just not the way the game is played anymore. Yeah, plus it's like do we use him, is he that good that we pass up a position of need, which is a small forward and shooting guard? Because I, I don't think that Gomes will be here any longer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's another topic, yep. So Johnson <laughs> will be perfect. Johnson, yeah. I mean, Johnson would be a massive upgrade over Gomes. And by the way, Brewer, folks. This, Ellington. Oh, yeah. And by the way, folks, I was not comparing uh, DeMarcus Cousins to square shoulders and chicken wing type people. He's got natural size, but I'm just saying weights are so important in, in this day. But, no, I'm, I'm sorry for the seg, uh, segue there for, excuse me, the digressing there. Uh, the whole wing thing with the Wolves, yeah. I mean, there would. I mean, there's so many. It, it's weird. This is something I was getting into a while ago too. Is there's too many players that play the same position on this team? Yeah. It, it, it's a mess, and it's like none of them are franchise changers. Gomes, as I said on the previous show, what really he doesn't really stand out in any area except maybe the except the mid range jump shot. That's it. That's that's it. I mean, and uh, I think both of us are ready to kind of move on. With Gomes, he he is voidable this year, and his weird looking, his really weird contract, he is voidable. And uh, I, what would you say his chances are one to ten that Ryan Gomes returns to this team next year? Zero. Pretty up. Well, that is a <laughs> zero, huh? Zero. Yeah, that's uh. So it looks like Gomes is gone. I mean, with me, I'd say maybe one or two at the best. Yeah. Yeah, but when that's, he is gone, yeah. I mean, what are we gonna do? Move from uh, Corey to small forward? And make Ellington a starter. That's if you know. That's kind of depends on how the roster goes in, uh, in general. But uh, Wesley, it depends on Wesley Johnson as well. Is is Wesley Johnson coming to the Wolves or? That's the million dollar question there. But I'm saying, uh, like I wouldn't use the fourth pick on him. No, I I just don't think so either. Fourth pick that is it's so high and Wesley Johnson. All you hear about is he's not he's guaranteed guaranteed to not be a number one guy. Fourth overall, I mean you hope you can at least get that. I mean we're we're not the Pistons with a fifty three win team with a number two pick or anything, as we remember those days. <laughs> Where you can just kinda take a guy who's gonna be a piece instead of a potential franchise changer. Yeah. Um, you know, fourth you never know. It's it's a wacky position. We all know who th- Fourth was last year. He was the, by far the best rookie. Well, maybe not by far other than Stefan, but yeah, other than Stefan Curry he was. Um, but again, that's just a whole nother thing. A freak accident, or not freak accident, but just a just a bad injury for Blake Griffin. And of course, Rubio wasn't here. And that's a whole nother conversation that could take another 17 years to talk about Ricky Rubio. <laughs> Ricky Rubio. Mm. Never ends, does it? The drama never ends with old Ricky Rubio. Uh, does David Kahn have the Does David Kahn have the ability to fix this team in you know, or at least try to get this team moving in the right direction this time, this summer? Because last year it didn't happen. Like even just a slight improvement. Sure, they were more entertaining, but they won 15 games. Yeah, it really messed mm. us up because I was so sure that we were gonna get the second pick. That was yeah. That, that 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 was backbreaking. That was backbreaking. 
Like we're both at a loss for words, even just thinking about it right now, as I can tell. Yeah. Oh, I mean, at I, least Evan Turner. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I can't even say I would get because most of the trades are like I know some people don't like Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Because of uh, you know last season, and I, I would keep him. I would keep him. I would trade Love instead of you know over Jefferson. Because with Jefferson, you know you're at least, you're still getting rebounds mm-hmm. that Love gets, but you're getting and you're getting scoring. And now since Jefferson is at his natural position, uh, power yep. forward, yep, yep, you, yep, you're getting blocks. Yep, it, that that's the funny part. It's it's funny how his defense went from you know absolutely horrendous to at least halfway respectable. And I remember how Jefferson's first season here. When we had Theo Ratliff, who could start at center for the time being, you know, that was a very short time being, but uh, Jefferson could play his natural position, and it's like, eh, his defense isn't that bad. It's not Garnett level. He's not the defensive player of the year, at, you know, which he could have been about 19 times when he was with the Wolves, but he got it once with Boston because he was in a bigger city and it was on the East Coast. Imagine that. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, his defense was half decent at power forward. At center, he was uh, he was a hologram. I mean, you you know, there was no defensive presence of any kind at center. And of course, Kevin Love, the guy, the guy who at this point I gotta say he's a hologram at both positions. Like putting him at center at defense, it's unbelievably bad. Power forward, it's not. In there, you don't really see the improvement you see with Big Al Jefferson, do you? No. You don't see it. And, of course, you know, we could go on for... Oh, go ahead. It's kind of bad because if... I like Darko. Yeah. I think he with... I'm not sure. I know he didn't do that well in Memphis, but he didn't get a lot mm-hmm. of uh, a lot of minutes. But when he came here, it seemed like he could be a, a very decent uh, center for us. At least defensively, and again, yeah. the intangibles. He brings the intangibles that the Wolves have never had at the center position. Great passing. Yeah. A pa- defense blocking. Yep. That we didn't have since uh, Ratliff. Yeah. And Ratliff was the guy that a lot of us, you know, back when Garnett was in his maybe mid-20s, Ratliff was like the dream center for this team back then. Back when Theo was about 29 years old back then. Uh, yeah, we finally get him when he was 36, and when Garnett was gone, <laughs> and his, you know, obviously extremely damaged goods at that point of his career, uh, and that's the funny part. That's the thing, that's the kind of center the Wolves never had. Obviously, no, Darko's not as athletic as Theo Ratliff was at his point in time, but he blocks shots nonetheless. He just, he just does. That's, yeah. that's the whole bit. He just does. And the thing with the draft is, say we draft Cousins. Mm-hmm. Darko says he wants to stay here. We yeah. want him here. Yeah, he does. Supposedly. So what are we going to do with uh, his minutes? I mean, are we going to... Darko's? Well, or, I know Darko will be, Cousins. Uh, yep. Yeah, with Cousins. Will he come off... Will he play some minutes at, at uh, power forward? It's always a possibility. It kind of also depends on uh, the situation with the team. Obviously, Kevin Love and Al Jefferson will not return to the Timberwolves next season. Obviously, you know, one of them is gone guaranteed, 100% chance. So uh, that 
it's a possibility if you bring both in. Uh, it's funny though how both of them are kind of have had attitude questions. It's kind of funny when you think about yeah. that. That's an interesting scenario if they were to go in that direction. Sure, you, I mean you'd you'd have size. There's no doubt about it. And your defense would. Uh, Demarcus Cousins, his defense is kind of it's good when he when his heart is in the game, and it's not when it isn't. If that makes sense, because uh, defense is about heart. It just is. In yeah, a lot so of ways. Only, uh, a bigger Gomes on the oh, team. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's just too uh, mm. inconsistent. Yeah, and he'd just be uh, a kind of a... Because, uh, yeah, the, some of the comparisons to, you know, the, the negative comparisons to Cousins were Benoit Benjamin, who did a whole lot of nothing in his career. A lot of people are like, who the heck is Benoit Benjamin? Yeah, he was a guy who was a Band-Aid center for the Seattle Supersonics many years ago, and I believe the Lakers... At the end of his career, he was like a backup, like that played one minute a game. <laughs> um, very Joe Klein level of talent. Uh, it's it's weird. I mean, there he is the most debated player in the draft. There's no doubt about it. Is Demarcus? All right, well, I think what we'll have to do is make a trade with. I'm just thinking about this right now. Yeah, possible scenarios. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all open to that right now. Um, mm-hmm. I heard that Nocioni wants to get traded. And the king said they're willing to accommodate him. So mm. I'm thinking of a way. Mm-hmm. As I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking, okay, maybe we don't actually need cousins. Mm-hmm. But there's a team out there that does. I'm not sure if the kings do. Yeah, it looks like no. The kings. I guess the kings. I guess the kings don't have uh, any salary cap really available right now. I mean, you got Udra with a big long contract now. Four four years left. Player option. Ah. Uh, no, Sione, who's a guy we were possibly thinking of uh, off off the mic here, and uh, no, nah, he's he's got just an outrageous contract. So I guess I guess the Kings are out of the question, and that would be a scenario possibly getting Johnson. Unless they wanted some uh, some more cap relief, we can just give them a bunch of uh, expirings for their uh, for the fifth pick, and give them the fifth and a twenty third pick for some and expirings. Mm-hmm. If we can get something back, that's the thing. Uh, because when you look at their uh, expirings here, well, I guess Nocioni has three years to go. Udra has three years to go, not four. So, yeah, I keep forgetting how the <laughs> the current season's still up there. Uh, obviously, we're not going to get Caspi. He's, he's inexpensive, but we wouldn't be able to get him. Uh, possible player, maybe Spencer Hawes if you want that. Carl Landry's good, but... He's, he's an expiring. It depends on yeah, what the Kings do that. I don't know. I mean, that's a nice that's a nice player, Carl Landry, I think. Nice future. Um, hmm. That's the only thing we, they would want is some expirings, I guess. At this point. Well, and at the same time, I guess going into next year, their, their uh, cap is pretty low when you look at it. It's a pretty low cap right now, the Kings. I mean, if they think they can make a, a play for uh, Carmelo. Who the the Kings? Yeah, if they, they, can try. If they think yeah, they think they can do it with uh, Tyreek there. But I don't know. I, I I know it's hard to say because with just Cousins, okay, he's splitting time with uh, with Darko. On the wall. Yep, yep. As we go back so to the wall. So do you want yeah. to spend your fourth pick on a bench player, or yeah, that's who the thing. Possibly be a star. Or do you get Johnson, who will get starter minutes and be a starter, probably right off the back? And um, 
I don't know, then pass up on Cousins, who on another team, he'll be a starter. Mm-hmm. And he'll be, you know. That's the whole. Oh, sorry to jump in. Yeah, that's the whole. Uh, that's the whole scenario. It's another. It, yeah, it's like another mess of uh, situations that pop up. You have to. To me, if if you're going to take Cousins, you're done with Darko. And if you sign Darko, you're not drafting Cousins. To me, I mean, you. I'm not sure they could do both, just because it. And yeah, you don't. You, you can't have. And you get Cousins. Mm-hmm. He's a bust. Oh, you pass up on yeah. Darko. Yeah, and then you pass up on Darko, and and it also, the thing is, very easily either one. I mean, both of them could end up being busts. That's the sad part with Darko and Cousins. Also, in, in a way, I mean, you yeah. could easily make a mistake with either one, and of course, the money. How much do you want to sign Darko for? To me, if he wants over five million a year, I I don't know. No, like that's... you. You'd think it's like you'd think if if his potential, sure, but I mean you can't sign somebody at potential. You just can't do that anymore. Well, I think now we have leverage. We have some. Cause you can say, okay, well we're gonna roll with cousins. You know, mm-hmm. see ya. You could head that way. I mean, the thing is though, right now we can't even go in that direction uh, because free agency won't be starting yet by the time of the draft. Uh, it's a tough right. deal. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yep, it's just one of those situations where we can go back and forth a million times it's i guess we're just going to have to come back to it when we can uh, i have no idea what's going to happen at this point it's it's going to be really hard to say free agency again i have no idea you <laughs> know when it comes to the timberwolves uh yeah we could bring up rudy gay all we want but he has to want to come here of course the, the uh, memphis grizzlies have the right to match that's a huge problem yeah. that's a huge problem yeah i do not want to go um on a bidding war against uh Rudy Gay. Yeah, because I, I don't want to give Rudy Gay eighty million. I can't do that. I, I just can't. Because then you're done. Your your you know your salary cap uh, freedom is over, unless the Jeffer you know if say Jefferson you know with love you're not gonna lose any of that uh, salary cap stress. With Jefferson you might if you can get an expiring in the deal, but. Uh, who knows how that's going to turn out? Uh, that's all on David Kahn, and I guess that's why he's paid to do his job, plain and simple. I actually think we're going to roll with uh, with Johnson, with Wesley Johnson. It's it's a uh, it's the scenarios just could be uh, could be endless. With you know, because I mean, there's not a lot of. I'm not, it's probably the safest pick. Yeah, yeah, easily. It'd be automatic starter. Yeah. Then with the uh, our six, our sixteenth pick, we'll just get an, get another big there. That's that's where it's leaning towards at this point in time. Um, there have been some foreign some foreign players up there. Uh, some people might even be go, go as far as to say Crawford from Xavier, who's a nice wing player. That's a possibility depending on who you take number four or what you do with the fourth pick. And yeah, possibilities are endless. Just the million dollar question is, who's going to lead this team? Johnny Flynn? Give... <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah. Or should we just? Sacrifice uh, the first two years with uh, giving away Jefferson and Love Gomes for Turner, or potentially the uh, that's where if, or, or just Jefferson in the fourth pick, because yeah, as you were saying, yeah. that whole deal. If you're going to get the second pick, which is ninety nine percent chance it's Turner, which is of course who the Wolves are targeting, uh, you're going to get Elden Brand in return. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that's the thing where the sacrifice comes in is Elden Brand. Not only do you lose Jefferson, but you get Elden Brand's contract, uh, which has a, you know it has some years left on it, and it's and it's high. Well, but uh, you have that star. Actually, if we do that, I would have to give them Love and Gomes because uh, if we get rid of Jefferson, yeah, Turner's going to be able to score, but we're getting rid of another scorer, so it kind of the. I understand, but the one thing, you know, with the, obviously the offense, that's a big thing. You know, you don't want to do that. But the problem is that's where the Sixers are going, though. That's the only way they're going to give it up. That, that That's the bargaining chip is uh, you're forced to take Brand. That's At least that's their stance. I mean, it, it, yeah, I would take Brand, but I, w- I would do everything possible to keep Jefferson. If you could, it'd be wonderful. It's just, uh, I don't know. Do you think the Sixers are biting on that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. They, mm. they, they're getting the fourth. Mm. Yeah, they'd get they'd still they get, get the fourth, cousins. But I know uh they do want a big guy. Yeah, no doubt. They do want a big guy long term. Hmm. Oh. So he's got a contract though too. He's got another he, he's another one, remember? All he does is rebound and block shots and he's not even that <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying he's not that good. So but, I know they would love to have cousins there. That's that's I think who they want. Obviously, well our favors of course. Favors has a chance to be uh something really special. He has a chance to be. I mean, you never know with any of these guys. That's uh, that. That's the million dollar question. Just who is going to turn out to be the star? Last year, who would have thunk the first three picks would have been just uh, borderline meaningless last year? Obviously, Griffin. It's hard to judge because of the injury. He never got to suit up in yeah. single game. The beat was wow. Oh wow. The beat was awful. James Harden. James Harden isn't a starter in the NBA right now. He just isn't. And uh, the Thunder needed a shooting guard. They got one, but he's not a starter. Not yet, anyway. Uh, yeah, the fourth pick, of course, not even close. It, it's it's funny, though. The first three picks were, were uh, irrelevant. I mean, what can you say? That's the only way to describe it. Uh guy who could have easily gone number two ended up going fifth. He's irrelevant right now because he's still in Spain. Right now he's irrelevant, though. That's another thing. Who knows how that'll turn out? I'm not even. I don't even want to say his name anymore. I just don't want to, because <laughs> uh, I just don't. Uh, that's pretty much. It's just you could go a million ways here. Well, maybe not a million, but you can go several ways with this draft. So now we're going to get into the uh, the the Timberwolves season wrap up. Uh, first, we're going to start off now. We'll have uh, me and me and the forecaster, the forecaster. We'll uh, give our opinions on uh, the most valuable player, the uh, biggest surprise and biggest disappointment. Uh, okay, we'll do that first, and then we'll read you. Uh, we got uh, Nigel Southern and Lucas Quayle up there. So, yeah, Lucas Quayle with his first post on the Facebook group for Timberwolves Explosion. We got a we got, we got a nice little membership building on there. Please do join it, by the way. It is... Uh, just go to Facebook. Of course, if you have a Facebook account, obviously it's pretty easy to find Facebook. Uh, in the search bar, type in Timberwolves Explosion and then Minnesota Timberwolves. Just type those four words, basically, and you're guaranteed to find it. Simply join it. Obviously, it's free. It'd be terrific. Um, that's the bit there. All right, well, most valuable player. I guess we're going to start off with that first. So my most valuable player... For the Timberwolves in 2009-2010, 
early on I was I was calling Kevin Love that. Now I cannot. I mean, I couldn't come close to saying that as the year progressed. It's his counterpart. Al Jefferson to me is the most was was the most valuable player on the Timberwolves and still is to this day because he's got those great post up moves like Hakeem Olajuwon. Obviously not at the same level of Hakeem, but the same uh, style, uh, potential dominant. The guy could the guy could be a twenty six points a game player if he can get healthy. And of course he's working with Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, which is exciting. Which of course makes both of us more interested in keeping him than Kevin Love at this point. Kevin Love's attitude sucked, yeah, but I'll be quiet about that. So yeah, Al Jefferson's my most valuable player. Uh, who's yours? Um, the same. Al Jefferson. Yep. Yeah. All right. Jefferson. Um, I do agree with uh. Mm-hmm. With uh, Quail. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Lucas Quail. Um, I do. I do like uh, Corey. I mm-hmm. think he uh, really improved. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's for the biggest surprise part. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So you jumped ahead there. <laughs> no, which is okay. Uh, no, that's okay. Uh, I don't think either of us agree with his most valuable player, but no, that's nothing personal there. Nothing personal. Uh, obviously, we're all just uh, making our opinions. Um, Corey Brewer. Yeah, I, I, I think that all of us biggest surprise is Corey Brewer. He shocked the living bleep out of us. Corey Brewer could shoot. He actually could shoot for an extended period of time this year. Yeah. Corey Brewer could shoot. Really? Holy crap, man. <laughs> yeah, like with uh, Ramba Sodom, that if, uh, if he thinks he can't make the layups, just dunk the ball. And that that's the thing. The layups, layups are fluky. You know, I know it's one of those parts of basketball where it's just, you just simply put it off the glass and in. But a lot of NBA players, regardless of who you are and how good you are, it. <laughs> It's certainly not as high percentage of shot as dunking. It's just not. And, of course, in a, phys- in a physical game, you're much more likely to uh, simply put the bleeping ball in the basket by dunking it. That's, yeah, that's the object of the game. Just for, just for some of you out there that may not know that, I'm sure most of you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, just dunk the damn ball. That, that's all you got to say. So, yeah, that's our biggest surprise, uh, Corey Brewer. Uh, any other reasons why you think Al Jefferson's MVP, or you just kind of, or did I kind of take the words out of your mouth a little? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as he moved to uh, the power forward position, uh, the last uh, couple of games, like that spin move he did against uh, who was that? The uh, I forgot which team, but looked far more comfortable in uh, the power forward position than he did uh, mm-hmm. uh, center. I'm yeah. Not and for some reason, I'm thinking the Hornets, but I'm not sure. It might have been, might have been the New Orleans Hornets. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I'll be honest with you. And shucks, we've been, you know, we've <laughs> we've been out of Wolves basketball for about two months now, so very, very understand- <laughs> understandable there. And yeah, good point again. And the the defense, his defense was not bad when he moved back to the power forward position. It just wasn't. We actually had a teeny tiny hint of interior defense. Uh, a team he looked excellent against this year was Houston, by the way. Like, when we play Houston, Hakeem Olajuwon uh, is proud of Al Jefferson, I guarantee you. Hakeem and and Houston, uh, you just know that was, without even asking Al Jefferson, you know that was his favorite team and that was his favorite player. You can just tell. You can just tell. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Al Jefferson can do next year after working with Hakeem, possibly learn a couple of extra post moves, polish up what he's already got. Yeah, lots of cool stuff there. So now let's get to the biggest disappointment. Uh, do you want to go first, or should I? 
Um, we we feel the same way. So you can go first. For me, well, man, it's kind of like a tie, uh, but it's kind of a tie between Kevin Love and Johnny Flynn. Uh, Johnny Flynn, I was so high on him, I can't even tell you. Now I'm not convinced he's going to be Jet Terry, folks. I'm not convinced Johnny Flynn's going to be Jet Terry. Can he take a team? Can he literally go on an explosive tear and score 30, 30 points by shooting threes over and over again? Uh, I, I don't know if he'll ever be that, even even that good. Now, I know I'm sorry. I've flip-flopped on him a lot. He may end up being a great player, but right now the evidence does not show that. Um, Kevin Love, well, the attitude sucks. Uh, we're going to get to Nigel and Quayle on uh, Kevin Love. Very, very, very different opinions. Uh, Nigel and Lucas, I keep calling them Quail. Oh, yeah, I don't mean to say just your last name there. I apologize. I don't know how you like that. Uh, yeah, different opinions, and that's just how it goes. You know, we're all we're all different. Um, sorry I'm so long-winded. <laughs> Anything you got to... So who's uh, your disappointment and why? Uh, for me, it's uh, Flynn. Mm-hmm. Same reasons you have. Um, he just created too many turnovers. Oh, yes. And oh, I know yes. that he's athletic and that he wants to go right to the rim. But sooner or later you have to uh, realize that you're going to get engulfed mm-hmm. with the power forwards and centers in this league. It's like every time he went to the rim to mm. to do a layup or, or dunk it or draw a foul, yeah, they just surrounded him. Mm-hmm. It was like <laughs> they were just engulf him. And then as they, go, you know, they get the ball, and the only thing you'll see is like Flynn on the ground wondering what happened. Yeah, and and in folks, there was no foul called. There was yeah. no foul called. He's not gonna get those calls. Yeah. Yep, and yeah, that's absolutely sure. If he keeps doing it, eventually he will. That's the good part. He's gonna build a reputation, but he's got to get better at it. That's the problem. Yeah, he he's got to get better that, at selling it. Yep. And he has to develop some type of uh, floater. And uh, it's like he showed signs of it, but it just it wasn't good. It just wasn't good. Yeah. That's the problem. Um, it wasn't awful, but it, the thing is, again, the object the object is to put the ball in the basket, and it didn't go in. I mean, it just didn't. The de- he just could not seem to penetrate the defense quite enough. And uh, yeah, Chauncey Billups had those issues early on with the Wolves. Eventually, it changed, and look at him. So who knows what's going to happen with Johnny? He could be anything. He could be Foy. He could be Billups. You never know. And the other guy for me is our, our newest uh, Mike James Sessions. Oh, my God. I can't believe I, that's the one I was actually probably supposed to say all along. Yeah. What happened? What What the hell happened? See, now, here we go. This is it. This is where we can really get some good radio here. Ramon Sessions looked great on the Bucks, and he did not come close to the Wolves, did he? No. Not even close. Poor to Mike James was talking all all the stuff about you know all the, all the assists he had, mm-hmm. points, assists. Really? He would. He just didn't look smart out there. I know no. that the the team looked a little bit better when it was run by Sessions. That's not really saying much. No, because Flynn was out of control. He didn't fit the triangle offense at all. Sessions kind of fit it, but the other thing, yeah, the passing side of his game, it fit it to an extent. But, again, in the triangle, guards are supposed to be able to shoot the ball. Can Ramon Sessions shoot? No. No. She can't shoot the three? No. 
Ramon Sessions from three? Nope. I mean, the three-point shots were not even... They they were, you know, again, irrelevant, non-existent. His mid-range shot, really, like, below average at best. And the best part also, again, point guards have the ball in their hands more than any other player, right? So what do you need a point guard to do when he gets to the, the gets to the free throw line? Because when you have the ball the most, you're probably going to shoot the most free throws, right? Ramon Sessions was so bad at the line this year. 80% his first two years of the Bucks. This year, oh, well, about 66. Yeah. 66. And how many late free throws did he miss this year? <laughs> and with the triangle. Oh, he's terrible. He's supposed to be able to shoot it, you know, an open three. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So once he gives up the ball, he's pretty much useless. Yeah. Just, oh, pretty much useless. <laughs> and, yeah, we, we can't even hold back our laughter when you think about Sessions because yeah. it just did. What the, what did happen? What happened? You know, I mean, obviously we knew that we knew it coming in that he didn't have an outside shot. But the other thing is he didn't penetrate. That's where a lot of his points came from, was from penetrating, and yeah. he did not yeah. do it. Didn't do it. I don't know if it's because we had the bigs to spread the floor, but if anything, he should be able to draw a foul since he has so much experience doing that when he played for the Bucks. Yeah. But Supposedly, it anyway. And if he did draw a foul, he's not making the shots. Yeah, and he does not make the – I almost said it too. I almost said a two GD words right there. Did not make the free throws. And I apologize to those of you out there that, yeah, I'm, I apologize. I wasn't going to say it. I just came close for a minute there because I got so frustrated with it. Yeah, the Wolves are down by what? Or, yeah, Wolves are down by one point. You just got to make one free throw. Or, no, or down by two. Just make these two free throws and we could go to overtime. And the first free throw was just like, it was like a, a hopeless attempt at, I, I can't even... I can't even come up with the word. It was just so awful. It was so awful. And, you know, yeah, th- that's the thing, too. Uh, it, it was so bad with uh, Ramon. It just was. And uh, it's funny, too. Like, it's almost like we'd still, we'd still like to grab a point guard. <laughs> even though after all yeah. this, like John Wall, obviously, is where we were leaning, where which we desperately wanted. That's how bad the point guard situation ended up last year. It's like we still want one. Isn't that sad? Yeah, you you would think that with all the minutes that Flynn got, you would think so much towards the end of the season, he would start developing. You would start seeing, okay, okay, he, he was just having a slow start, but look, yeah. okay, he's getting you know eight eight assists, you know, at least per game. You know, he's scoring ten or, points at least, or even six or seven. Yeah, he wasn't even doing that. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see. Okay, I guess you know he's he's a real deal. Mm-hmm. You you. you you know, you you see uh, uh, a Hornets game. Oh my God! You know, old Washington D.C. Denard Co- Denard Collins, Darren Collison, Denard yeah. Collins. Excuse me, Darren Collison. Yeah, that's an endless uh, yeah. debate there. That that guy. He did not need. Wow. You know, half a season to develop. No, he needed a couple weeks. A couple a couple games, not even weeks. What am yeah. I saying? Yeah. Just... What the hell am I even saying? He just he he was what he was just bam gaboom let let's go yeah and not only did he score points that guy racked up assists like oh my god yeah. did he rack up those assists and and it was not beginner's luck folks no it was not beginner's luck anybody that wants to come up with that they're full of uh, 
a bad word right yeah, there. Yeah, and it's so bad. It's like, I mean, well, it's not so bad. He's so good. You're thinking, mm. okay, uh, I'll go trade Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. People actually were talking about, as there you go, that's awesome. Oh, oh man, hell yeah. <laughs> that's an awesome thought there. Or, uh point that you brought up excuse me that's what i meant to say chris paul they're even bringing up chris paul rumors like crazy they actually were uh, there was a boston celtics rumor possibly maybe give you give up rondo and kind of put collison and rondo together chris paul gives the celtics that young superstar uh it, it gets weird it, it just gets weird that they um just two years ago the, even the thought of trading chris paul from new orleans was sacrilegious. Yeah. Absolutely sacrilegious. It's like, let's trade LeBron from Cleveland, too, while we're at it, you know, at the time, anyway. <laughs> now it's now maybe they wish they did. It's kind of weird. It's, it's like, he's so good that yeah. you wouldn't mind trading away your franchise player. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's giving you the same production cheaper. Yeah. And, and another team, uh, the Suns, with uh, Nash... And uh, Dragic, yep. yeah. I mean, he's mm. so good; they can just trade Nash. They could, they could, you know? especially with his age, or at least you know, kind of filter Nash slowly. You know, kind of limit his minutes a little bit, little bit here and there because yeah. of his age. Yeah, um, the future looks bright there. So um, let's. Uh, so I'll move to the final, final part here. This show is a, this show is an all timer, folks. It's a biggie, and uh, I hope you're enjoying it. If, if you don't like it long, sorry. It's it's long. It just is, you know, because uh, because we're having fun here, and uh, this is some good talk. I I think. I mean, just coming back with good points. We're at our best here. So now we're finally going to get to your messages on the Facebook group. Nigel Southern comes up with MVP. Hmm. Let me think. I'll come back to it. Biggest surprise. <laughs> I love that, by the way. So he's like doesn't want to get to the MVP part because yeah, his biggest surprise is Darko. That we are even talking about his potential return without thinking that McHale is back. Closely followed by... <laughs> which is kind of funny, yeah. By the way. And that's closely followed by the improvement in Brewer in the three-point shot. Biggest disappointment. Toss-up between Flynn and Love's poor attitude. Now back to MVP. Hmm. Oh, bleep. This isn't the this isn't one for me. They all need to improve, even Big Al. I mean, bleep it. That's what he's saying. There just there just isn't one for me. They all need to prove it, even Big Al. So in a way, he's almost saying Big Al, uh, Nigel Southern, pretty much, pretty much in our uh, neck of the woods there of opinion, yeah. pretty much. Uh, so now we come to a different opinion. Lucas Quayle, with his first post on uh, Timberwolves Explosions uh, message, not message boards, Facebook group. Excuse me. Appreciate you coming on board, joining the group, and everything, Lucas. His MVP is Kevin Love. He was still capable of putting up 20-20 games once in a while, even off the bench. Also, he just seems to be the most talented player on the, on the roster right now. Biggest surprise? Well, isn't a surprise in, in a way, you know, to us, you know, to all of us. Yep, Corey Brewer, yep, exactly. Good pick there. Three-point percentage and defense really seemed to improve. He actually started to resemble the Brewer that we saw in Florida, and I completely agree there, yes. That's why I wanted Corey Brewer so badly with that seventh yeah. pick. Yeah, as uh, as as you remember very well that night, we wanted Corey Brewer. You know, if we didn't get Jeff Green, <laughs> which we didn't, um, that's a whole another million year story, another three hour show. We could get into that. Uh, biggest disappointment, 
L. Jefferson. This was the guy that was supposed to be the centerpiece of the Garnett trade, and he really seemed to take a step back this past season. He was very slow on defense. I'm starting to wonder how long he'll be with the Wolves. And again, yeah, that brings up the topic. Uh, who's going to stay and who's going to go? Well, I think yeah. Jefferson was slow because of the injury. And, yeah, that's definitely part of it. Yeah, And he wasn't really conditioned fully. Um, he needs to hit the weights. He, yeah. You know, him, both him and Love. I know Love lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a lot of muscle under that. Both of them do not have definition, do they? They, they just don't. They don't have any muscle definition I, 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 at all. I don't see Love's excuse. Mm-hmm. What's that? I think Jefferson has an excuse, but he, not Love. At least somewhat, yeah. I mean, there's at least something, yeah, because of the injury. Uh, Love, yeah, he, he had a hand injury as well, but he came out with a hell of a lot of energy when he came back from that hand injury. Yeah. So, Jefferson, I mean, that we're talking about an ACL tear here. That ain't a joke. Yeah, I'm giving um, him a pass on, uh, on last, last season. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's nothing, uh, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with that opinion. I can understand where it came from, and heck, you know, that baby hook shot, that baby hook shot that L. Jefferson would force up time and time again. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, I could not stand it. And, yeah, I was disappointed too, Lucas. So, definitely, yeah, uh, yeah, no, nothing, no no disagreement on that part. That's for yeah. sure. His defense was not good as a center, no. And uh, regardless of what position they are, at least try to look good. <laughs> so, yeah, good stuff, Lucas. We appreciate it very much. So, uh Really, we appreciate you guys for sticking with us. It's been a long one, and it's been a hell of a show. It really has. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this. Have you? Yeah. Oh, it's been fun. <laughs> we Hopefully we can do this more often. Um, it's just been a fun back and forth. Lots of not really much arguing. I mean, because it's just we've been watching so much. Uh, we see a lot of the same stuff because, shucks, that's just where it is. Uh, not every opinion is all the way in. Uh, so we'll just leave it at that. Now we'd like you listeners out there to call into the phone lines on the sportsstuff.com 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves explosion and, uh, opine basically leave your name in town and opine. Sorry for the Bill O'Reilly, uh, copy there, but, uh, what the hell? It's like, why not? It it sounds good. I mean, it, it doesn't mean I support him or not, but um, whatever. Please do join the message boards on thesportstuff.com. Very important there. Simply click the button on the right-hand right corner that says TSS Boards, or just simply type in thesportstuff.com forward slash boards, either or click on register and uh, sign up with your screen name, and we can talk on the NBA boards on there. Lots of cool people on there. Lots of fun, and again, do join the uh, all, do join the Facebook group on Facebook, of course. To really type in Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves, type that in. You'll find it for sure. And also, we have a Twitter for Timberwolves Explosion. Type in twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion. So now that we've uh, exhausted a lot of the information we've wanted to talk about for quite a while. It's been a hell of a show, and it is late, and we are tired. So we will be talking to you fairly soon. we got a very interesting draft coming up. Who knows what could happen in the coming weeks and coming months. 
We will cover it right here on Timberwolves Explosion, and we hope Marcus the Forecaster returns soon. It would be terrific. So uh, until then, we'll we'll talk to you later. Take care.